Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast. We're all be coming to you every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God, which is my absolute favorite thing to do. Every week, I'll bring you encouragement to see God working all things together for good. From scriptures to devotional excerpts to song lyrics to personal examples from my journey through redemption and restoration. Joining this community on a regular basis, where it's okay to be real and throw off our masks of perfection, will not only encourage you, but will motivate and stir your hearts and just possibly leave you forever changed. In times like this, We all need to be encouraged as we face the challenges, difficulties, and losses of this life. So I look forward to growing right along with you in authenticity and transparency as we endeavor to find the faithfulness of God in our everyday lives. So take a moment to write a review on Apple so even more people are able to find the encouragement you're about to hear. Each episode is broadcast on my YouTube channel before it's converted and brought to you in this audio format. If you'd like to get in on the fun and giveaways at my YouTube home, join me over there at Athena Dean Holtz for even more encouragement. So hey, let's get started. Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast where we connect every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God. So today's episode of Redeemed and Restored is entitled Home Sweet Home. I have to admit, I've not had a great history in owning homes. The first house I ever bought was on a crazy contract where I paid very little down in order to take it off the owner's hands. Not three months into the contract, the ceiling caved in and rain seeped into our dining room and rendered the house uninhabitable. Then there was the log cabin we leased to own, where we fled our waterfront home north of Seattle in Y2K alarm. We paid a $15,000 down payment while a certain amount of our payments went toward the equity. It was about six months into this contract that the owner declared bankruptcy. We lost our deposit and had to vacate the property. Then our first true purchase of a beautiful sandstone home that was originally built in the 40s for a mining executive was signed, sealed, and delivered in September of 1999. We had been spiritually manipulated by Tim and Carla Williams to buy a house, pay the monthly mortgage, and let them live in it rent-free. So you see how my timeline was littered with houses that were not safe or ended in disappointment and loss. It's amazing to me that God would even redeem this area of my life, restoring the value and concept of home in my life. What a faithful God we serve. He not only has a mansion for me in heaven, but a warm, cozy, and homey place to call my own with a huge heart of gratitude. So hey, I filmed the intro to this episode in my new kitchen, rejoicing in God's goodness as the final touches are delivered in another week or so. 
So hey, take a moment, write a review on Apple so even more folks can hear about this podcast and be encouraged. Or you may even know someone who needs to hear this encouraging message. So please share the link with others. You may even want to visit my YouTube channel where you'll see the video version of the podcast and connect with conversations happening over there. So just type into your browser redeemedandrestored.tv and you'll find the video broadcast there. So hey, let's get started. Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored broadcast on my YouTube channel where we connect every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God. So today's episode of Redeemed and Restored is entitled Home Sweet Home. I have to admit that homes have not always been a favorite place for me. I guess I never really fully felt safe in many of the homes I lived in, be it my grandma's house on a hill overlooking the Santa Monica beach that used to belong to silent screen star Mary Pickford, to the million dollar home with an indoor pool that my dad bought when I was 16, Take it from there to a beautiful Tudor-style house in Bothell, Washington, and then the window-walled house overlooking the water in Muckleteo, right above where the ferry came in and left. I have always, at every stage of my life, tried to escape my homes, no matter how beautiful they were. I think because of the trauma of my past, Home was just never what it was supposed to be for me. So I spent all the time I could anywhere but. Riding horses, working, traveling, doing ministry. But as God redeemed and restored my life, the concept and reality of home started to change. It started with the beautiful little house I moved into, that first place that I called my own after my 13 years of spiritual abuse. Then the 14-month stay with my brother in San Antonio kind of ushered me into the new life God was preparing. Arriving back in Washington to launch Redemption Press had me staying in my old apartment above the old wine press offices, which were going to then be the new Redemption Press offices. It was my holding pattern until we tied the knot in June of 2014. And then I moved into this nearly 100-year-old, at the time, craftsman home where Ross had lived since 1987. That's the year after I got saved and a few years before I began my career journey in Christian publishing. Wow. It was hard to try and balance my desire to make this new, to me, house my own, and at the same time, be sensitive to all of those who were still grieving the loss of their mom and their nana. The most I felt permitted by the Lord to do was to take the left side next to the fireplace mantle and display all of my family pictures with the kids and the grandkids. Then all of the Holtz family pictures were on the bookcase to the right of the fireplace. This, along with creating our own bedroom space, would basically have to suffice until it felt appropriate to make other drastic changes. About a year after I started making small changes, 
adding some of my own decorative touches in the living room, leaving the dining room and kitchen as is, and hardly even venturing into the upstairs except to maybe store stuff. The front porch was kind of junky and I really was just so focused on work that I didn't ever really create that inviting entry to our house until really just about a year ago. So much of this house I just dismissed because I was just too busy working and keeping occupied with that. Finally, about three years in, I bought some new living room furniture and year four, I finally bit the bullet and bought a new dining room table, one that was more my style. Not that the one that was here when I married Ross was all that bad. It was a beautiful, probably a five or $7,000 mahogany table with 12 chairs that had this beautiful Asian flair. But the upholstered seats were kind of cream colored and had some interesting brown marks on each one of them. Turns out a wealthy family gave Ross and Kathy this dining room set because their cat, who'd been bleeding from a hasty trim to her claws, left her lifeblood on each chair as she jumped from one to the other. All the time, the kitchen stayed intact with kind of rust-colored walls and dim lighting and chocolate milkshake spots on the ceiling from a blender gone wild back in the 80s. 60-year-old cream-colored cabinets made out of plywood with faded yellow countertops. The floor was a dingy cream with blue trim, maybe about 30 years old, and peeling up from the squares as they met in the middle of the kitchen. I couldn't even imagine where I would ever put together an extra $30,000 to be able to throw into a kitchen remodel, so I wouldn't even let the thought germinate in my heart. With the pandemic in full motion, I finally asked an acquaintance to come do some deep cleaning for me and help me go through the years of stuff that filled many of the nooks and crannies of this house. At the same time, I was ready to convert my junk room upstairs into a home office since I still wasn't back to working in the office. So as Des helped me clean out the junk and organize what I wanted to keep, I began to have kind of a vision for what I wanted my home office to look like. Blue-gray paint on a few accent walls, like that one right behind me, gray floors, a comfy Wimgak chair, this one that I'm sitting in with a matching ottoman, a large cream-colored hutch-style desk for my computer, installing a unique ceiling fan, and then adding decor that reflected my taste and style felt so liberating. I was so excited to have Des apply adhesive letters of hymn lyrics from Great Is Thy Faithfulness to one of my accent walls. As I added the finishing touches toward the end of 2020, I was eagerly anticipating what I might be able to do next to continue making this house a home, my home. And then a gift came, a significant gift from a relative that gave me the ability to dream again and actually think about what I would like to have as a kitchen. 
What would I want? I almost couldn't fathom it. But piece by piece, God allowed me to express myself through the choices I made in a new floor, going with a gray weathered barn wood. I then had to choose the paint colors for the new kitchen and finally settled on a better homes and garden, like classic custom, darker yellow and chose a dark turquoise blue for a few spots with a splash of dark red in the decor. Then came the cabinet doors and drawers. At first, I was going to choose a wood stain look to the cabinets to match the rest of the rich wood beams in the dining and living rooms. But the more I looked at what I liked online, I found that gray barnwood floors go best with white kitchen cabinets. So I chose the same style, only in white, which unbeknownst to me was the perfect style for a craftsman home. Who knew? A beadboard insert on the cabinet doors gave the kitchen such a clean look. Then I picked out the quartz countertop in a speckled gray and white and a new kitchen sink. We decided to add beadboard behind the stove and on the other side between the counter and the cabinets. I went with painting that beadboard, that dark turquoise blue, to add some pop against the cheerful yellow walls. Knowing we were going to add a new stainless steel range and fridge to match the dishwasher, I couldn't skimp on the range hood. I wanted a statement maker, a conversation piece in that decorative wood over the stove and something that was definitely my style. So what did I choose as the final touch over the stove? Well, who would have known? I could have found a classy, unique, decorative range hood on Etsy of all places. And the one that jumped out at me was named the Athena Classic. Who knew? I can't believe I'm finally in the home stretch of our kitchen makeover. And I have to say, this kitchen is my kiss on the cheek from God, a blessing of his provision that spoke volumes to my brokenness, the brokenness in my soul from home not being a safe place. Now that I've made this home mine, and received from Jesus the love and grace that only he could give in a way that works all things together for good for me in this home. I feel the peace in my soul that accompanies redemption. Home, for me, needed to be redeemed. And as I ponder it, I can barely comprehend the love of God poured out for me as he made this home a safe place that I can call my own. So, hey, thanks for being with me today. I'd sure appreciate it if you would follow, share, like, comment on the episode. I'd love to connect with you and just hear what God is doing in your life. My name is Athena Dean Holtz, and this is Redeemed and Restored. So thanks for joining us today on the Redeemed and Restored podcast brought to you by Athena Dean Holtz and the Romans 828 Bookstore, a division of Redemption Press. 
I'd love to have you review and share this podcast with friends, family, and others who could use the encouragement. And be sure to check out my YouTube channel at Athena Dean Holtz for more tips and tools to help you find the faithfulness of God. So thanks for joining us today. See you next week for another episode of Redeemed and Restored. Did you know that the Bible tells us in Proverbs 28.1 that the righteous are bold as a lion? And you know what lions do, right? They roar. So the She Writes for Him team wants to help you fine-tune your roar. If God has redeemed you and given you something to declare that points to His faithfulness, then He will also give you a strategy for reaching the hearts of your readers. It's never too early or too late to begin or revisit your branding and marketing plan for the message God has given you. We are super excited to announce Roar 2021, our second She Writes For Him virtual conference of the year, and it's coming up May 14th and 15th. You may already be published in the process, or the book idea might even just still be in your head. No matter, there are basics to accomplish in order to establish your platform, more advanced tips and tools to expand your reach, and even some relaunch techniques to help give your previously published message new traction in the marketplace. We have an incredible faculty lined up to help you take that next step. Whether it's a one sheet or a book launch or a podcast or a giveaway to help build up your email list, we will deliver interactive sessions with the experts and laser focused workshops to build the tools you need. You will walk away with a master plan that you can use to build or expand your platform so that you can effectively provide hope and healing to others. For all the details and to take advantage of a special discount, visit SheWritesForHimRoar.com and we hope to see you there.